March 14th, 2019. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. Coming to you from an overcast, unseasonably warm Midwest destination known as the Gem City. Steve, how's Indy? Gorgeous. A little windy, 60 degrees. Uh, but if it doesn't rain to this afternoon after work, I'm going to have the kids out in the driveway shooting a little hoop. Riding around on the scooter, the bike. Hopefully, uh, we can maintain this for the whole day because it's going to get cold again soon. March Madness will rain in the state of Indiana, and it will be snowing here in Ohio in the next three days, which is why everybody's sick. We digress. Hoosiers Buckeyes today. Exactly. 12.30, basically a play-in game. Archie Miller, who was my choice for Ohio State's coach before he took the Indiana job, not having the uh, burst of success I expected, so I think I got the Buckeyes in that one. Speaking of big names on the horizon, yesterday was a big one here at Bucknuts. The announcement that Kendall Milton has scheduled a visit to Ohio State. Milton, one of the top running backs in the United States from the West Coast. Please give us an idea of how good you think Milton is, where he stands on the Ohio State ledger, and what chances Ohio State does to have actually get him in the fold. Well, Kendall Milton, five-star, according to the 24-7 Sports Composite, 6'2", 220 out of Clovis Buchanan out there in California. College coaches have been telling me for the last two cycles that he's been the best running back in the state, so that included all the guys in 2019, along with his uh, crew in 2020, so he's been coveted for a long time. Uh, he's one of Ohio State's top targets alongside the likes of B. John Robinson. And uh, Tony Alford built a nice relationship with Kendall Milton and bring him to campus and take their swing. He's he was recently at Texas and Oklahoma, so he's making the rounds, getting a feel for some of these schools. And, and Ohio State's one that Kendall has specifically told me he's been high on for a lot of the process. If you had to mention the others, and I'm sure it'll be obviously high-ranking schools, who are the other chief competitors for his services? Oh, man. Um, I mean, USC's your early crystal ball favorite, just I mean, because he's from out there. But you got Alabama, you got Georgia. LSU, Oklahoma, Oregon, Texas. Um, so those are some of the schools that I've heard linked to him. You don't get the vibe, given his list, you don't get the vibe there's a heavy West Coast bias with this guy. He'll go anywhere. Well, he's visiting anywhere. We'll see what happens when it's time to actually make a decision and what USC's looking. When USC's rocking and rolling, they're tough to beat for, you know, kids out in California that they're that they're pushing for, especially at that position. So, um, We'll see what product USC puts on the field this year, and um, but there, but at, at the same time, the the uh, SEC movement from California, um, there, there's some kids that have been very interested in going that route, and then uh, you you got a guy like Chris Olave in Ohio State's offense from California who who uh, burst on the scene at the end of the year there. So I don't know. We'll see what happens with Kendall. Another place that Ohio State has done very well that produces a number of quality players is Texas. New name for me, Jalen Kimber at Clue in the Fans. So Jalen Kimber was recently offered by Ohio State. He's out of Mansfield, Timberview in Arlington, Texas. Posted big testing numbers at the uh, Dallas, the opening regional recently. Uh, had the highest rating at the camp, including a 4-4 40-yard dash. He's 
uh, a cornerback with uh, incredible length, um, and, and he's coveted approaching 30 offers from the nation's best. Uh, Alabama, Notre Dame, Texas among the schools that uh, in the thick of it for Jalen, who visited Oklahoma this week. He's visiting Notre Dame the first weekend in April, which is April 5th and 6th. I talked to his dad yesterday, and his dad said that Jalen would also like to see Ohio State when he's around. I'd like to hear that. These are some big-time players here. Obviously, California, Texas kids. Let's. Jalen's got Indiana make, ties, too. His dad, his family's from northwest Indiana, which is near most people sometimes consider themselves from Chicago. Um, so just to give people an idea of what part of the state that is, if you're not familiar with Indiana. Um, and so the Midwest is not out of the realm of possibility for Jalen Kimber to play his college football. He's not a native of beautiful Gary, is he? Um, maybe in those parts. I, I forget where in the region he lived. What a wonderful town. Speaking of a wonderful town, a town close to my heart, the District of Columbia, you know it as the nation's capital. We've talked more about them in this cycle than usual, and we're talking actually in the city, St. John's College High School. Three studs there that have been all over Bucknuts and a ton of sites in the 24-7 network Led by wide receiver Rakeem Jarrett, I think, when it comes to Ohio State. There's a couple other studs there. Talk about Rakeem Jarrett for us for a little bit. Then you've got a story coming out on one of the other guys of the trio. If you could bring us up to speed on the St. John's trio, that would be wonderful. Well, at one point it seemed like they were going to get them all, and then Trey Williams committed to Clemson. I was on Rakeem Jarrett uh, in the fall. It looked like he was a huge Ohio State lead. I'm hearing more SEC talk right now. Um, and then uh, Mikhail Sherman, Ohio State's in the in the thick of it with Alabama, LSU, Georgia, and Penn State. He's going to take his officials. So, um, but uh, in the fall, I thought Ohio State led for um, all of them, and there's a chance they could miss on all of them. If you were to rank them in terms of interest at Ohio State, how would you do it? Um, well, Trey's obviously committed to Clemson, so he's off. He's Rich, done? Uh, m- most – Clemson doesn't mess around, and they're in a position where they don't have to mess around right now. So if there right, was ever a moment – if there if there was a moment where Trey was like, I want to take other visits, they would be like, okay, okay, we'll just, you know, recruit this other top 50 player, man. I mean, like, you don't want to come here, you don't got to come here, you know. Um, and, is that and, indicative look, of the hold on a sec. Is that indicative of the fact that right now Clemson really is the hot name? They really are doing it. Not only are they the hot name, four straight playoffs, two national titles, defending national champs, but their staff just has a terrific chemistry on the trail, and they're really doing a good job at targeting guys that are personality fits for them. In addition to being coveted guys, they're not recruiting everybody in the top fifty. But they recruit. But the guys they are, they're just doing a really good job. And um, obviously, they got a lot going for them right now. And one of the big things that's really helping Clemson is all the guys that decided to come back to school, which spoke to the culture. Um, that's another thing that they're pumping on the trail. Um, but Jerry and Ely was a touted running back in last year's class who was committed to Ole Miss. Clemson wouldn't let him take an official to their school until he decommitted from Ole Miss because they don't let their commits take officials elsewhere um, while they're committed. So 
that's kind of the if Trey if, if Trey Williams. I haven't heard anything to make me believe that he's wavering, but I'm just saying that if he were, they would just punt. I think. You got a big story coming out on Mikhail Sherman. Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, he's maybe the best prospect in the class when healthy. Had the knee injury last year, and hopefully he comes back stronger. You're talking about a six foot three, two hundred thirty pound freak, a zoid. I mean, he's he ran four five on the laser at that speed, at that size. I mean, he is he is just a, a blur off the edge, and he is a physical football player. You can't run at him. You can't. I mean, he'll run you down. He can play in coverage. He can rush the passer. He can play inside. He can play out. Uh, uh, so got a big feature on him coming today, um, and, and that recruitment is definitely another tight one. People should keep this in mind. Recruiting in the District of Columbia is the Wild West. They could go anywhere. Even if you cross the border into Maryland and go to some place like DeMatha, where we got Chase Young, it's a little more by the book. The District of Columbia is literally the Wild West when it comes to recruiting. If you don't believe me, go look at where the kids have gone there. I would not be surprised if two of the three ultimately do end up at Ohio State. I think they're going to push their commitments off, and then performance on the field might spell well for the Buckeyes. We appreciate Steve stopping by. Have a good one, Buckeyes. Thanks, guys. See you on the front row.